A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Ireland South MEP Billy Kelleher has hit out at the government for continuing to dismiss nuclear energy and he says that the current laws which ban nuclear powered uh, electricity generation plants in this country needs to be looked at again. MEP Billy Kelleher joins me this morning. Good morning to you, Billy. Good morning, Patricia. Why do you think the very mention of nuclear power puts the fear of God in so many people, including politicians? Well, I think they look at it through a very emotional prism, being honest, Patricia. I think they look at it in the context of the Cold War, uh, the threats of nuclear war. And then obviously we had the very emotional aspect in the attachment to Ireland of Chernobyl and the, the, the problems that it caused with people there when, it, uh, when, when there was a meltdown and children coming to Ireland. So I think there's a lot of reasons. And of course, we also had this discussion way back in the 70s in Karen Soar Point in Wexford, where there was a, a, a mention that they were considering nuclear. But I just think that we should have a a debate among ourselves as a people um, about how we're going to fuel our economy into the future. You know, we want to wean ourselves off gas. We're trying to wean ourselves off oil and uh, coal is gone. Uh, We're going to be very dependent on wind energy, but we will need alternative energy sources from time to time to ensure that we have at least base load capacity when the wind isn't blowing. So in, in that discussion, I think we shouldn't have anything off the table. And bear in mind, Patricia, 13 to 14 countries in the European Union alone Uh, use nuclear power. Uh, People who go to Spain, for example, may not be aware, but uh, Spain is a nuclear power uh, uh, 
country, so is France, uh, so is Sweden, so is Finland, uh, Germany is unwinding. But that was a decision made about 20 years ago in the context of a political debate rather than a debate based on science, economics and physics. Yeah, and the fact that it was banned back in 1999. I mean, I'm assuming advancements have been made and that it is a safer option than say it even was back in 1999. Yes, well, look, I mean, the, the, the technology is evolving the whole time. Um, the, the nuclear reactor plants are getting smaller in terms of their design. They're no longer these huge, massive uh, plants that, you know, we are used to in terms of our own mind concept of um, Sellafield or uh, Dungeness in, in Kent in South England. So, I mean, they, these are massive buildings that were uh, built years ago, but the technology is moving and there are more modular forms of nuclear um, uh, generation type modules now. But there's a way to go. But I'm just saying we should have that discussion, Patricia, the idea that that we would have on statute um, in in the, the parliament, an actual law that forbids us, you know, discussing, debating, um, you know, actually having this uh, broad discussion among ourselves, bearing in mind other countries are now developing nuclear capacity as well. Uh, Finland is at it. Uh, Poland is at it. Uh, Slovakia. Slovakia is a, a country roughly the same size of Ireland in terms of population base. They already have three nuclear power stations and they're building other ones. There's never been an accident in Europe. There's been three incidents worldwide uh, Long Mile Island or Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania, Fukushima in J- in Japan and then obviously Chernobyl in, in Ukraine. But you know, um, where you have uh, proper measures in place where you have, uh, you know, functioning governments where you have everything right. Uh, you know, this is a very clean, safe source of energy. And all I'm saying is why the Irish government uh, would pass legislation that forbids us from considering this into the future when we want to make sure that we've clean green energy. And bear in mind, Patricia, like half the, of the carbon free electricity generated in the European Union, half of that comes from nuclear power. We are going to put a cable from uh, Brest in Brittany in northwestern France to Ireland in the next number of years. We're going to be purchasing energy from France. It's going to be nuclear generated. We're already purchasing uh, energy from uh, the UK. It is nuclear generated. So when you're boiling your eggs or boiling your kettle, there's a good chance in the years ahead that at certain times you will be purchasing energy from a country that generates it by nuclear power. And, you know, when you go on your holidays, uh, you could be very near a nuclear power station and you wouldn't even know it. So I just think we have to have that mature debate. OK, a number of listeners are asking, would nuclear power mean cheaper electricity for households? Obviously, the price of electricity is on everybody's mind at the moment. Well, I mean, that's why I, I said we have to have this debate. I mean, if we want clean, green uh, energy and if we want it at an affordable price, well, then it's just something that should be considered. As we wean ourselves off fossil fuels, we, we are going to need another energy source that, you know, complements wind energy and solar energy. They, they may be weeks at a time when the wind doesn't blow. You will have to have some other capabilities to generate baseload capacity. Uh, only two... July 12 months ago, Patricia, Ireland was within a very uh, short space of time of collapsing the, the the power supply because it didn't have enough capacity. It almost came to the point where it had not enough capacity. That was because the we had very calm weather, the turbines weren't turning, and we didn't have enough capacity to base load uh, from other sources. So as we expand our economy, as the population grows, as we electrify our transport modes, as we electrify our heat to pump um, or, or, or air to pump heat uh, systems that are huge in terms of uh, you know, use of, of energy, we need to have definitive 
definite supplies of energy and that will be primarily from wind but when the wind isn't blowing from others We need something else Yeah, yeah and, and, and actually it's interesting I heard, I heard you say a few minutes ago you know we know we're trying to wean ourselves off uh, gas and then last Friday we had on board Planola rejecting the application for the construction of the Shannon side liquefied natural gas terminal in uh, North Kerry and I heard you comment at the time you thought that was extremely short-sighted and a major blow to our future energy security. Well, yes. I mean, when I say wean ourselves off, I mean, at the moment we are, you know, more dependent on gas than we should be. But we want to go to a point where we can use wind energy, solar energy, where we can store as much as we can in terms of battery storage, uh, converting to hydrogen. But, you know, that is a a, a long way off. Uh, So in the meantime, we have to be able to use some other form of energy source other than wind and it's gas at the moment. Um, we only have gas coming from Corrib and from the North Sea through the Moffat pipeline from Scotland to Ireland. Uh, we are now completely dependent on the UK for our, our gas supplies. And I think that's reckless in my own view. Uh, I just believe that there was an opportunity here to uh, consider uh, the, the plant in uh, Ballylongford, North Kerry. It was going to be an LNG plant, which would allow us to import uh, liquefied natural gas. It also was going to con- uh, construct a 600 um, megawatt uh, electricity generating station, and it was going to have battery storage as well. And ultimately, this particular plant you know, could have been future-proofed to ensure that it would be compatible with hydrogen in the years ahead. So all in all, it was a def- definitely a very much a missed opportunity from the point of view of enhancing our energy security, our diversity of supply and our energy sources. OK, a listener says the Celtic Interconnector was floated as an idea late 2016, early 2017. We may get it online by 2024, 2025. If we were to go down the route of building a reactor, does Billy have any idea on the timeline it would take to build a nuclear reactor? Well, well, judging on how quickly we build anything in, our, in this country, it would a be a long time. way off. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I mean, we are pitiful when it comes to large infrastructure projects in this country. It's something I actually raised with Minister McGrath last week in our thinking in, in view of the fact that, you know, we have now um, an opportunity to transform our country over the next 15, 20 years in terms of infrastructural development, not just roads, but in terms of water quality, investment, ensuring our beaches are clean, uh, public transport modes, energy sources. Uh, we have huge opportunity, but it takes us forever and a day to um, uh, plan uh, and to eventually execute and construct something. So that that is a big problem for us. And like you, you saw the even even the Bally Longford uh, decision. Why I disagreed with it. It was forever. It's been going on for years. Yeah, it's been going on for, for years. For, for years, yeah. years. You look at the you look at the metro in Dublin. I mean, the metro in Dublin now at this stage. You know, we've been talking about metros in Dublin for twenty five to thirty years at this stage, and uh, nothing has happened. So we 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 are we are problematic in that where we have you know and we have great capacity as a people. And I just think that at times we deny ourselves our ultimate opportunity to, to invest in ourselves and our people and our future by our prevarication around making decisions on, on major infrastructural projects. Yeah. But getting back to the, the original question, yes, it would take years. And that interconnector from uh, Ireland to France, I mean, that's only 700 megawatts. That is roughly one tenth of the energy we need in any one day. And as the economy expands and grows and the population grows and we, we electrify our transport systems and our heating systems in our houses, well, we're going to need more electricity. So we'll need more interconnector capacity uh, and you know we have to start planning ahead for that as well so okay. we have a lot of work to do but we have huge opportunities and we have the capacity we just need uh, ourselves to believe that we can and invest in um, you know people skills in 
particularly in the public administration, the civil service, to, to know that they have the capacity to take on these big projects and deliver them. A case in point is the Children's Hospital, for example, a wonderful project, but it, you know it, it has gone way over budget over its original estimates. And I just believe that we have to look at how we um, execute these plans in future. And again, there's, there's children who will have had children themselves by the time the hospital opens. Uh, just one final question. Billy Clonakilty wants to know, uh, what does uh, Billy Kelleher think of Eamon Ryan refusing the licence for the Barry Row oil field off the Cork coast? Well, look, I mean, we've made a decision that we're not going to start explore, exploring and, and extracting more oil from the, the, the seas around Ireland. That's the decision we've made because we do not want to start burning more fossil fuels. I mean, we want to reduce our carbon emissions. And the way you reduce carbon emissions is by not burning fossil fuels. So um, yeah, coal is a dirty fossil fuel. So 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 is oil. And, and gas is 50% cleaner than oil. So in the meantime, gas is, is what we should be using until we get to a place where we can use hydrogen. So look, I'm not in favour of further extraction of oil from uh, seabed. Certainly exploration is a different thing. You know, exploring is something that you can always do. Uh, but in terms of extracting for the purpose of fossil fuel, uh, burning uh, certainly wouldn't be something I would be supportive of. OK. All right. We leave it there, Billy Allison. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us this morning. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.